Okay. Good evening. Hello, hello. Uh, hi, Germantown. Hello, I am Stephanie here with my co-host Lois. Hi, you're listening to the Everyday Feminist on Germantown Community Radio, ninety-two point nine FM WGGTLP, Philadelphia. And possibly you're listening streaming on gtownradio.com or on one of the many podcast platforms we're on. Right, 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 right. Well, hello. So we are broadcasting on a different day and a different time Mm -hmm. because we Mm -hmm. got cut off yesterday when our streaming went down on the station, which I guess is a thing that happens Mm -hmm. on live radio, Mm -hmm. which is what makes live radio so amazing. So raw. Anything can happen. You're right about that. You just got to roll with it. You really do. You just got to rebroadcast the next day. That's right. And it'll be be amazing. Well, it's nice that we have this amazing studio. I love G-Town Radio. I love G-Town Radio. I really, really love it. And I love that we have listeners, um, not just not just listeners live on, this, on the air, but listeners to our podcast, you know, because yeah. we take these shows, we record yeah. them, we make them into a podcast, mm-hmm. and it's so cool that people check it out. Yeah. You know? And also that when they're checking it out, they're hearing us say gtownradio.com, which yeah. is... Yeah. It's great. Which is great. <laughs> well, if you've listened to the show before... I hope that you know that we have all of our previous episodes up on podcast platforms. But with that said, uh, there's a show that we did that this show is in response to. The last show that we did was our commentary on Robert Greene's book, The Art of Seduction, where he goes through 24 principles of how to uh, selfishly uh, manipulate manipulate women. and seduce them (laughs) and we go through all the reasons his 24 laws are very harmful they're psychologically manipulative they're really the book itself is really it's really disgusting and it's sold a lot of these there's there's a lot of these in circulation there's a lot of these in circulation and it probably created a movement that is not a movement that should have ever been created around like how to use principles of psychology and psychoanalysis and attachment theory to harm women. Right. Um, and maybe, I don't know, maybe he felt like, oh, women are the seductive ones and they kind of get men in their back pocket and that's not fair, so I'm going to just turn the mm-hmm. tables. Mm-hmm. Um, but no one should be doing this. No one should be using... Um, no one should be using kind of psychological tactics to kind of get what they want and pull one over on another person for their own gain. I mean, that's just like... That's that's so sociopathic. Yeah. Yeah, it's not it's not pleasant. But when we go through these uh 24, we're going to go through the 24 rules again, but we're going to maybe come up with uh 24 healthier ways to, right. <laughs> to like be like a good person and like have connections with other people. Right. You know? So like so in other words, we're going to talk about the actual art of seduction. Like how to have a healthy seduction, how to um, make connections that feel good and are respectful of both parties. Yeah, C- healthy connection. And that's a lot about what our show is about too. Not, I mean, of course, being totally seductive and all that because we're just amazing, Stephanie and I. Mean, I mean, listen to her voice. I know. Oh, irresistible. <laughs> <laughs> no, but with it, what I'm saying is our, our show is really about relationships and how we relate in the home and with each other and finding equal footing just as a human being on this planet. But particularly a lot of what we talk about is 
uh, the, the interconnectedness of relationships to mental health, to domestics, to just living every single day. Right. And how to use, how to use, um, concepts like equality and respect to create healthier relationships that are more satisfying, right? Right. Equality in the home is a wonderful thing. Building connections is a wonderful thing. That's right. And so a book like this one that sort of undermines connect connectedness. And as I said, in our last episode is deeply offensive to me as a psychologist that someone would take principles from my, you know, area of study and my world and misapply them in a way that does harm is disturbing. So Lois and I just thought we would be like, hey, let's let's talk about the actual art of seduction and how this could be done, you know, well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? right? So here we go. I mean, I think we should just kind of dive into I it. I think we should. So um, we're going to say his rule and then we're just going to mirror it with our own. So again, if you if you hadn't listened to part one of this, go listen to part one first. Yeah. Uh, but so the first rule that he lays out in his book is to choose the right victim. Mm-hmm. He uses the <laughs> word victim. Yes. Okay. So we were thinking about, uh, make sure you really like the person. <laughs> like find a uh, good match. Find yeah, a like, good match. Like, yeah. Like somebody you don't want to hurt because you like them. Right. And, and you know, chemistry is a real thing. Yeah. So like yeah. see where you've got some chemistry with somebody. Yeah. Totally. Right. When you've got, when you've got something that jives with another person, that feels tremendous yeah so i guess the fear then though is like what if they don't want the same type of relationship that you want so that's where you know he kind of took it as okay you make that person into a victim and you can have them don't worry about it if they're rejecting you it's okay there's a way to get them you got to choose the right victim and it's like just like know when it's not going to work Right. You know, it's like, it's okay. Like, wouldn't it be best to be with somebody who wants to be with you too? Yeah. And you know, that's an important thing because that's a little bit beyond chemistry. Like there's, there's, is there chemistry or isn't there chemistry, but there's also, do the two of you want the same thing? Right. If one person wants a relationship and the other person wants something casual, then move on. And the relationship person should find a relationship person and the casual person can find a casual person. Yes. Right. We don't need to try to convert anybody. Yes. I guess it could kind of get tricky, though, when maybe you're in a long term relationship or you're already in it and you want something different than the other person wants. Well, that's a whole other. I feel like that's a whole other story. You're right. Right. You're right. You know, like and and that that's some stuff that we've talked about in previous episodes, which incidentally, you can find on our new website. They're all linked on the everyday dot com. I just want to not forget Mm -hmm. to mention that. Thank you, Stephanie. Yeah. So. Choose someone healthy. Find a good match. See who fits with you. Where do you have chemistry? I mean, like, that's exciting. It's exciting when you find that person. Yes. Yes. So, yes, be selective. Go ahead. Yes. Yeah. Okay, the second one is uh, to create a false sense of security. Approach indirectly. Hmm. Okay, so I'm not going to go on about what I hate about his wording, but mm-hmm. let's just say instead, how about being direct? <laughs> yeah, just say, like, just say what you mean. Like save everybody the trouble. Right, just say, say what you mean, say what you want. Yeah. I personally think that a strong voice that's super clear about what they're looking for, that is really attractive to me. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I'm so-and-so and I want to date you. Oh, I mean, yeah. don't you like that? <laughs> oh, 
okay okay yeah. so and so all right <laughs> yeah yeah no I, I get what you mean stephanie and like when you feel secure it has mutual benefits like when you're direct and you feel like somebody is being direct with you both people benefit from that well you know it builds trust that's right yeah and and trust is really the the thing I think in in this whole you know book of Robert Greene's trust is the thing that gets undermined the most and that does damage in the long run if someone is trusting and they beca- they get betrayed or they get played or they get used that damages the trust they're going to have for the next person and then there's kind of like a really bad trickle down that's right so be yeah. direct, establish some trust. Yeah. And that's just like a good way of being too. Cause I'm thinking about even being a mother or being a friend. And when we're direct, we can just be direct people. Right. So then when we're in a situation where there's new people in our lives or relationships that need to be cared for, when we just bring ourselves that are direct, it's good. It's just good for everybody. Right. Yep. All right. Next one. Similar to number two, uh, number three, Send mixed signals. Eh, don't do that. Instead, how about being consistent? And clear. And clear. Yeah. Like, what is this mixed signals? Like, like why? Well, I mean, he, I mean, I think that he's saying you just keep them a little confused. And I haven't, and yeah, there's difference. Okay. There's a difference between sending mixed signals and being a little mysterious. There's nothing wrong with being a little mysterious. Well, you don't want, yeah, you don't want to give up. You know, you don't want to tell every someone every single thing about you too soon anyway, mm-hmm. just because it is kind of nice to have a slow reveal, right? It's like it takes time to get to know someone. So you can enjoy that process of getting to know them in a way where you're consistent. Yeah, I think that when he's saying send, send mixed signals, though, it's like to purposely keep them, you know, like waiting. And not knowing what to expect, right? right? That kind of stuff. It's so rude. Yeah. And we talked about it in yeah. our last episode. Okay. Yeah. Why why that's problematic. So check it out because yeah. there's a whole there's yeah. there's a way that he's really misusing certain psychological so, concepts. So there. true. Four. Appear to be an object of desire. Create triangles. Again. Or or yeah. you could be desirable and you could maybe decide not to play hard to get. <laughs> yeah, you don't need to do that. Like you don't why? need to do that. And the triangle thing, like um, y- uh, yesterday you brought up with me the Esther Perel and how she always talks about there's always a third. Oh, yeah. There's always going to be something that's desirable outside of any relationship, right? That's just a given. But you don't need to create it to sow confusion. You can make peace with what that is and actually just talk about it. Yeah. Well, do you want to say a little more about the third? About the third? Yeah. About how Esther Perel? Yeah. yeah I mean... Esther Perel describes it as like, just invite the third into the relationship. It doesn't have to be a person. It can be a concept. It could be like, uh, like acknowledging that there might be a crush or acknowledging, uh, something that you're very passionate about in a way that it doesn't have to hold as much like it doesn't have to hold weight in a way where it can be hurtful when you acknowledge and talk about it. Right. It's not like you have to be in a space where you're cultivating jealousy, Yes. Instead, it can be like, you know, wow, other people also find that person desirable. I find them and other people do. And that actually can make them even sexier because maybe I will be the one who who gets them in the end. 
right? The, the importance, the important part being that like when you, you can make a triangle to make someone jealous, like you said, or you can use a triangle to have like a more like solid foundation. Yes. See, it doesn't <laughs> have to be so terrible. <laughs> yeah, but like, like the, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. And I get what you're saying about not playing hard to get too. It's like, you don't, it's, I get what you, I get it. Right. Nobody really, I mean, honestly, you know, maybe you feel like you're going to, if you're playing hard to get, you know, I mean, certainly like that is a thing that I think a lot of women are told to do Mm -hmm. that it's like, you know, there, there's some idea that men like the chase. And so you shouldn't be too available because if they don't get to chase you, then they're not going to want you. And so it sort of cultivates, you know, I mean, I know the the book we're talking about was written for men, but this does get cultivated in Mm -hmm. women too. This idea of like not being being too available and and being an object of desire. And if, and if you don't do that, then it's going to be more difficult to be desired instead. And then this is, this is the other thing. It's like, you can be an object of desire with really high standards and yeah, it might be hard for most to get you Right, because you have high standards, but not because you're playing. Exactly, right. Exactly, but just because maybe you you are, you know, That's or right. it's sort of like maybe you're deciding that you want to be selective and you have certain things that you're looking for and mm-hmm. certain things you don't want. That is right, and that goes back to who you choose, you know, and and that's okay. That's I think that's awesome. Five, create a need, stir anxiety and discontent, or. <laughs> You could also be attuned and you could understand the needs of the other person. How great is it when you know enough about yourself that you know things that really feel good for you that you could interpret as a need? Like, I really need this or want this or desire this. And then, Stephanie, you say, like, well, these are the things that I want and I desire and the things that I like. And then knowing that you can access those that we could give those to each other, that we can deepen our friendship, knowing that sometimes when we are able to give someone what they need, how beautiful of a gift that is to the other person. Yeah, and it's sort of like, you know, you don't want to foreclose the process of mutual discovery. Yeah, yeah. Like, doesn't it feel good when you're getting to know someone and there's like a little chemistry and you start to learn about them and you learn what they like and what they don't like, what they need, what they don't need. And it just feels great to to learn about another person. You know, we talk a lot on this show about curiosity and cultivating curiosity and how curiosity benefits relationships. Mm -hmm. And so in this stage, you know, start the curiosity going. Right. Start to learn the other person. How exciting. There's a whole world in there. Yeah. Yeah, instead of like, taking that world and being like, I'm going to stir the anxiety spoon in this and make everything an internal whirlwind. I just don't understand why you'd want to do that to somebody anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there are ways, I'm sorry, this book was written for men. And I would just like to say there are ways to get the girl that don't hurt people. You can (laughs) get the girl, like be the sweetheart. Stop hurting women. Stop hurting women. Please. Please. Okay, six, master the art of insinuation. Or flirt. Yeah. Let's just flirt. Yeah. Yeah, subtle. Just be subtle. Right. You can have some innuendos, a little bit of like du blanc tendre. Yeah, or some <laughs> like uh, inside jokes, little things to 
like, you know, connect over, but like not a type of insinuation where it just leaves everybody feeling confused and blank. Right. Or like, or, or just in a state of desire that you don't know if it'll be reciprocated or not. Like you can have mutual play. Right. And, and I mean it in a sense of like in the flirting, you know, or in the innuendos, in the inside jokes, there can be like two people being playful with each other. Mm-hmm. That is a beautiful thing, especially, you know, as you start to build some kind of relationship or you're starting to, you know, whatever the relationship goals are, don't really matter. Two people playing around with, you know, flirting. It's so great. You're right. It's it's the actual art of seduction. You're right about that. All right. So, seven. Enter their spirit. So, I think this is get get their hopes up to let them down. Get their hopes up. Get their hopes up. What about creating a safe space for connection? Totally. I mean, you can be spirited. Yeah, and I think about this like when I think about entering someone's spirit and like, I just think about, can I experience someone's spirit? Like when you've had a really, really good day and you're telling me about it and you're sharing this amazing day, like I catch your energy. Like I feel your spirit. It's joyful and it feels great and it feels wonderful. And then I get to share in that. Oh, thanks Lois. Uh-huh. And <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yes. Like, and then that elevates my spirits. And then if I'm feeling like, my spirits are down or whatever, then like sometimes you can meet me there and I feel camaraderie, but also the sharing of the spirit like is uplifting and also quite rooting. Like it's, it's very, it's a very beautiful thing to be able to have the opportunity and the honor to share spirit. So you're making me think of essentially what you're saying here is cultivate resonance. Oh, yeah, I love that. Cultivate yeah. resonance, like learn, like get get in a groove where you can kind of resonate with what you're feeling around you. And if two people are resonating with each other, man, that's powerful. Definitely. So sexy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Mutual <laughs> resonance is sexy, y'all. I Just love saying. Stephanie's mood right now. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. Okay. So um, the next one, eight, create temptation. Oh, and again, be sexy. We'll get, let's get back to sexy. Yes. <laughs> There's so many ways that you, I mean, I don't, I don't disagree with this rule, right? Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, he, he always often, you know, takes these things and kind of uses them in some kind of like, Mwahaha, I'm yeah. going to manipulate you yeah. kind of way, but really creating temptation. And it's like, great. Like have somebody, want you create desire yeah Yeah. i like that but i think that like trying to like go off of his destructive way of putting it like when we can trust somebody else and we feel safe with other people it's a lot easier to be able to even open up and to kind of go to that sexy place where you can lure someone in or feel like you can let go or whatever but it the establishing the trust within that is a really important component that I believe he's saying try to do the opposite of that because then it like, you know, it makes somebody feel bad and dependent. Right. I mean, that's so important, right? That, that thing that that we can have the sexy, but you know, people, it's so true. People vary in terms of like when, when they feel safe enough 
to express themselves in mm-hmm. that kind of a way. Yeah. And you don't yeah. have to push it. Yeah, no. You can yeah. let it emerge. Yeah. Yeah, but the same type of thing as being like direct or being like the type of person that can, that values trust. Like just value trust and value that someone else might be putting their trust in you. Mm-hmm. Right? So hold that with dignity. Right. And when someone feels dignified, it's easier for them to feel like they can be themselves. Yeah. And then again, it's like mutually beneficial because then the guards can come down and you can just share presence with someone. Right. And so it it's a great thing to feel like you can kind of open up in the presence of another person in a way where you are in a, in essence vulnerable. Yeah. But though that state, like when someone is with you in a state that's vulnerable, cherish it. Treat yes. it with kindness. Yes. Like don't crush that. Even if in the end it's not going to work out, you can still be respectful of another person's vulnerability and not railroad it, you know, and not feel like, haha, now I have one up on you. Right, 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 definitely. Okay, uh, nine, keep them in suspense. What comes next? Dun, dun, dun. How about building in a little surprise? Yeah, be spontaneous. Spontaneous. Maybe maybe on your first few dates, you bring a different gift every time. Oh, or... my God. <laughs> Sometimes it's Jeez. the raspberry chocolates. Then the next time it's <laughs> the oh. strawberry chocolates. Surprise. I'm glad I brought you soup today. I that you like gifts. <laughs> See, Lois is the master. <laughs> Lois is the master at the it. actual art. I get it. I get it, <laughs> Stephanie. I see you. Surprise them. <laughs> okay. All right. So what do we got here next? We've got, oh, 10. This is a real doozy. Use the demonic power of words to sow confusion. Say what you mean, y'all. Just yeah, say what you mean. Just communicate directly. And there's something about words, like words are very powerful and we can use our words to bring a lot of things into existence just by, you know, just by making things real. Like, but that also means we can bring pain with our words. We can make pain real with our words, but we can also make love real with our words. Okay. So we we can use the power of words. How are we going to use them? Like be careful with what you say, like be mindful and be honest with your words. Like when I think that when someone is using words from a place of honesty, like what I want is to communicate with you something that I'm genuinely feeling. And maybe I do want to craft it in a poetic way. Maybe I do want to express it in a way that helps you really feel it the way I'm feeling it. Right. If it's honest. Yes. Then that is great. And the per- the other person can respond how they will, but you're being honest, you know, and, and, and words are powerful. I mean, listen, in my profession, I'm all about finding the right words. Mm-hmm. Like I help people all the time find the words to say it. And when you can find the right word to describe the feeling or the experience, it is a really powerful moment. Yeah. Yeah. And so we can have that in relation to each other. We can have that at the beginning of a relationship. We can have that in a space of like, you know, flirting or seduction. Just let it be honest. It needs to be truthful. That's right. That's right. You don't want to be confused. No, right? you don't want to be confused. Nobody wants to be confused. No, so this, so it's like knowing that you would do that to somebody else. This makes me feel all the more reason for me to learn how to be as clear as possible and as kind as possible and as direct as possible. That's and right. Say what you mean. I mean, that's right. 
communicate. Just communicate what's true. Yeah, that's right. All right. Uh, Yeah. You want to keep going? No, no, no. I'm just saying like there's something that I really like about that. When someone is communicating with me in a really direct way. Yeah. Again, here's what I want. I want to date you. Something like that. There's some strength and power in that. I like not being confused (laughs) personally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I don't like being confused, but I'm I'm okay with being curious of the openness or the like uncertainty in itself doesn't necessarily... Well, you cannot know where something's headed. You can be, there can be the unknown. Yeah, the unknown. The unknown is great. It's nice. Like the unknown is like this potential space. Exactly. Yeah. You don't know what will happen when you step into the unknown. I'm like wistfully looking through the studio. Oh. (laughs) What's happening? (laughs) Okay. All right. So the next one, pay attention to detail. Mm -hmm. You just be curious. Yeah. Be curious and, and pay attention. Notice. Just pay attention. What does the other person like? What do they not like? And then don't use it against them. <laughs> right. Oh my God. <laughs> why do we have to say this? People, why did this book ever get published? Publisher, publisher of book yes. on how to manipulate and harm shame women. Shame on you. Shame on you. Shame. I'm so shame, boycotting shame. that publisher, not interested anymore yeah, in that, that publisher. Oh, that's a hard one. Yeah. So pay attention. Notice what someone likes. Yeah. You know, that is, think about how it feels when someone sees you, right? It's like Teek Nhat Han talks about how understanding is love's other name. Mm-hmm. When, some, when someone tries to understand you, get you, see you, notice you, you feel... You feel drawn to them. You feel loved by them. I mean, even if it's, you know, it's not necessarily that it's love, love, but there's something in that space that is a space that um, feels special. Yeah. Right? I like like it when people notice that I like something or know that there's a thing I don't like. It doesn't even matter what the realm is. Right. Right? Like Lois brings me cookies I like all the time and I feel so special. I remember feeling that... um... Uh, I had a partner who I paid attention to detail, but paid attention to the things that he knew he could elicit a reaction out of me with, right? It was almost like I felt like my armor was being studied and he found all the holes. Oh, yeah. Uh, You know what I mean? I do. Yes. And it's like he was paying attention to detail. He sure was. But not in a good way. And I've had experiences like that, too, where it actually has felt like someone is learning... um, my words so that they can be used against me yeah like yes. ew yeah, yeah why yeah you know what what it didn't work out <laughs> <laughs> funny <laughs> funny funny thing that. how it didn't work out in the end so if that's your mo you know yeah, yeah like it's not gonna last <laughs> it's not gonna people work. will leave yeah like this whole yeah. art of seduction yeah. i'm sorry yeah healthy people will leave you yes yeah. Yep. All right. And you can never underestimate. And honestly, okay, I am going to speak gendered here. Like, honestly, this book was created for men to keep women in a particular place. To keep, you know, can I just specify, to yes. keep women who 
um, already had been harmed, right? It's like he, in yeah. this select your yes. victim, he oh, says, gosh, pick yeah. someone oh, who God. has had relational trauma before. Uh, pick someone who has, like who like has insecurities. Pick like, it's like, child, find like, or a, uh, like a messed up child. Yeah. Or something right. Like, like find the hurt person. Oh, my the goodness. hurt person is much more easily manipulatable. Find the person in the middle of a separation. Find the person yeah. who's like, losing things. Find the person who was abused. Yeah. And then you can inflict more abuse on them. Won't yes. that be fun? Yeah, but I got news for anybody who would read a book like this. Yeah. You are so underestimating the healing power of women. Say it. Right? Yeah. I mean, and then once you get... and then. The more people that find out about it, if another woman finds out that something like this is happening, then then the community finds out or the family finds out. Love is powerful. Yeah. And I just want to just thank everybody in my community that helped me get out of the relationship that I was in, too. It was like love. And it was like healing, healing, healing power of love. So don't underestimate that when you are think if you were ever to think about doing this to a woman you know some of it's interesting because you know when we recorded our first our the show the initial show mm -hmm. on the art of seduction you know i i talked about it with some men that i know and one of my male friends actually listened to our podcast the recording of that show and sent me this long text message mm -hmm. about how he listened to the show while he was on a walk with his dog hiking it's a thing that he does every week he finds mm -hmm. it totally enjoyable and how it ruined his day. Oh, Not yeah. our show, but the fact of the existence of this book. And he he just commented on how he finds it so disgusting that someone would write, want to intentionally harm someone for their own gain. It's like this idea that you're going to look for the person who has already has maybe attachment issues, like maybe the, 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 like traumas happened to them when they yeah. were younger or whatever, or they're extra vulnerable. Yeah. And taking that and manipulating it so that you can get what you want from them, yeah. which is just further damaging the person that's already been through stuff. Yeah. Do not do that. Yeah. Ever. Ever. Like, what is that? Yeah. Why would you want to cultivate harm? Right? So I'm going to take this person that's been harmed. I'm going to further harm them. And then I'm going to feel good about myself on my deathbed? I don't think so. I think yeah. you're going to be looking back feeling pretty terrible. Yeah. So, there you go. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> moving onward. <laughs> All right. So, we're, oh, so we were paying attention to that. Poeticize, uh, number 12, poeticize your presence. I mean, I think that he's talking about just be, what, untouchable in some type of way? Like that you're just this magical person that the you're oh so lucky to be with type mm -hmm. of thing mm -hmm. you're so uh so dreamy that and untouchable well and also that you're i think that he's also talking about and not like i give a <laughs> yeah. i know i, I know. don't care yeah. what he has to say because yeah, yeah. i'm much more interested in yeah. like the healthy version yeah, yeah but he's sort of talking about um building idealization or something right. that it's like that, that the other person, when you're not there, should be thinking about you, right? That you should right. have your presence is around them. Like, All you don't want the them, you don't want them to feel relieved when you're gone. Yeah. Right? And so I would say, you know, some idealization at the beginning of, you know, getting to know someone is totally normal. 
But I, I guess I'm thinking about how in the beginning of a relationship, if there are people who, you know, I'm idealizing you, Lois, like I'm only thinking of all the great, wonderful things about you. Then over time, the idealization, it like you still have those same qualities. I'm not idealizing them in the same way anymore because I start to see the fuller picture of you. Mm-hmm. Like we all have good sides. We all have bad sides. We all have great days. We all have terrible days, right? But the qualities that I initially idealized are still there. They're still true. That is a true reality. And it's kind of nice, even if the relationship were to become a long-term relationship, to remember back yeah. to to that. Because it's not like you went from being an amazing, amazing friend to being not an amazing friend. Right. Like, no, you still have those qualities, even if, you know, sometimes, sometimes you don't. Sometimes right. you're in a different mood. Right, right, right. That's right idealization's okay. Yeah, and I I was thinking about it being dreamy. Like I am a dreamer. I do. I I'm like a dreamer. I love dreamy. I love the idea of a dreamy life. I'm like loving dreamy. So that there's part of that though that like that something that I need to protect myself from is that I'm only living in a dream world. Mm-hmm. So I do. I'm really action focused. So I know it also grounds me, but then I ended up end up materializing these like dreams that I have, and I like that. It's right, like, yes, and it feels good. So like taking this idea of like being all like letting your dreams be all around, like and how fun that can be, but like put some action into it, so you're not just in your head. This is like outside of relationship too. You know, it's just like in general. Put a little action in your dreams just to get out of your head. Right, right. You know, you can apply that to relationships. You can apply that to new relationships. You can apply that to seduction. Mm -hmm. You Mm -hmm. know, you can Mm -hmm. have, right, like someone can idealize you or you can idealize someone and you can turn that into some kind of like tangible action. Like, let's go out. Now that I think you're so wonderful, let's go out, right? Or if the person, if you're not able to be present for the other person, right, you're separate, right? They're living their life. They're doing their day. It's cool if they miss you. It's cool if you miss them. It sort of says that there's something meaningful happening. It doesn't have to be a manipulation. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. Yes. The absence makes the heart grow fonder. There's like not even any more that you need to say about that. 13. Disarm through strategic weakness and vulnerability. Be vulnerable. Can't you just be vulnerable? Why does it have to be strategic? Yeah. That's like when, when we bring humility and vulnerability to each other as people it makes safe places because we've put our we've put our weapons down we've let that we've opened the door we've said it's okay and I trust you and to be safe around you right and so I'm imagining you know in the in the beginning of a relationship or the you know people meeting someone what harm is there in saying something like you know I really like you I mean, that's a kind of vulnerable statement. I'm putting it out there that I have a feeling in your direction. But it doesn't have to be strategic. <sighs> yeah, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it, it sounds like he's saying, like, if, if you if you can feign vulnerability and weakness, then somebody will come up to you and just, like, you know, lick your wounds or something. Oh, Right. If you're the, you, you play the poor thing or something. Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden your vulnerability turns into like an object of affection. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So like that, and if you use that strategically, it's like really, really manipulative. Instead of saying, hey, 
I'm I'm letting I'm putting my defenses down. Why don't you put your defenses down and let's just you know see see what happens. Let's just connect. Just connect. Right. Don't. It's sort of like don't try to fake cry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But if you're telling a story that you know involves some weakness or some pain in your life, then the other person's going to feel drawn to you, and that's beautiful, right? And that's a two way street, right? It's like don't perform sadness. Yeah. Don't perform. Just don't perform. Yeah. Yeah. Just be, be yourself. Oh my God. Be yourself. Yes. Okay. Fourteen. Confused desire and reality. The perfect illusion. How about be rooted in reality? Let's just be rooted in reality, guys. We have enough fake news out there. We don't need any more fake news. Can we please oh just goodness. all like like let's just be on the same plane of existence here? That's right. It's like be real. Like I am real. You are real. We are real humans. Like we're real life. We're, we are real life. Yeah. Right. So be rooted in reality. Be on the same planet. Oh, okay. the perfect illusion. I'm so sick of illusions. I'm I sick know. of illusions. I'm sick of defensiveness. I'm sick of, you know, I'm sick of fake news. I'm sick of all of that. Like, let's just please be, yes. be on the same plane of existence. Yes. We don't need to like, we don't need to make people crazier yes. than we already are being made. That's right. Like, we already have enough of that. That's right. That's right. Okay. 15. Isolate the victim. And don't do it. Just whatever with 15. <laughs> I don't even have anything else to do. <laughs> okay. So Let's throw away 15. It's like the 13th floor on. <laughs> it's like oh. the 13th floor of the hotel. It's not even on an elevator button. There is no 13th floor. Well, so here. I, have, I do have one thing I want to say about this. Okay, <laughs> so no like 15. He, no, no, I have to say something. So like when you like isolating the victim taking away their friends and family and undermining the people around them in their community okay what about engaging and learning about a community that you would want to be part of mhm right yeah. like how about how about like wouldn't it be great if you were all your friends were friends with each other i know well, this, hang out. the reason that i'm like, saying eh, the reason i'm having such a strong reaction to this isolate the victim idea and saying you know it should be like non-existent like the 13th floor of a yeah. hotel is because that is this is a straight up tool of abuse this idea mm -hmm. that like what i want to do is to have you be distanced from the people who love you and people who you love i'm sorry anyone out there listening to this, if there is anyone in your life who is discouraging your relatedness to others, like do not stay in that. Yes. Do yeah. not stay yeah. with that because yes. that, you know, and it can be framed as like, oh, those people, they are just bad for you. I mean, if you have some part of you that knows, like, you know, maybe you met someone who's actually caring and you do come from, you know, a family that has been deeply harmful and continues to harmful and they're looking out for you and really wanting the best for you. That's a little bit of a different story. But if, if someone is telling you, you shouldn't hang out with your friends anymore, or you shouldn't see your family, or you should only be spending time with them, only yeah, them, only yeah, them, they're yeah, going to be everything yeah, to you. Yeah. Just please. Yeah, I know it's hard. Leave that. Yes. That yes. that is a and tool of abuse. It, it really is. It really is. But community, oh, community is the best, right? I mean, right. <laughs> Meet yes. their friends. Yes. Yeah. And, and also, like, and be chill. <laughs> Just be chill. <laughs> well, and it's like the better. I'm sorry, but 
if you really, you don't have to isolate someone to have them feel close to you. Yeah. Often if you're encouraging their relationships with others and you promote like healthy relatedness in their life, then they bring you into it. Yes. And the friends see how well you treat that person. And then the friends want you together. The friends want you with them. The friends want to meet you too. It's, it's just as expansive. Mutually beneficial to yes. everybody. Okay. 18. No, 16. Prove yourself. Okay. Okay. So prove yourself. Act with integrity. I mean, act, you don't have yeah. to prove yourself. Just no. act with integrity. Yeah. Be be yourself. Act with integrity and give yourself, like dignify yourself and give dignity to the person in whatever relationship you're in. With. Right. 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 You don't have to. It shouldn't be a thing of like, you know, I'm going to prove myself to be the thing so that you can fall for me. How I'll just be who I am. Who you are right now, Stephanie, that's the person that I want to be hanging out with right now. Like, not, you don't have anything to prove to me because right. I like you just the way you are. Thank you, Lily. Oh, it's true. I mean, see the warm fuzzies we can all get from that? <sighs> right? It doesn't have to be that, you know, I'm going to kind of like fake it. Yeah. I'm going to fake it and kind of do some grand gesture to make you see it. I really like you. Yeah, that's right. It can just be that I really like you, and because I really like you, I bring you the chocolates. <laughs> you and the chocolates. I gotta, I gotta start bringing um, you chocolate. I'm so into the chocolates <laughs> okay. lately. <laughs> okay, okay, all right. So, uh, seventeen. Oh, okay. Stephanie's about to pop off here. Mm -hmm. Just gotta say this. Get ready for this one. Okay, seventeen. Effect a regression. And so by regression, mm -hmm. he means sort of have someone kind of go back to an earlier place in life, an earlier time in life. And remember, these so-called victims are people who've already been through something really hard. And so the idea of having someone regress back into a place that maybe was bad for them or they were harmed, like we want to have like... I'm trying to reach your inner child. Yeah. But in a way that's manipulative, that is the epitome of cruelty. Yeah. Yes. Instead, you can really come to know someone's history and be really sensitive to that yes. and respectful of it. Yes. And yes. use what yeah. you know and see to inform the way you interact that's, with that's them. Right. Yeah. Right? It's like this yeah. is someone who let's let's imagine their last relationship someone cheated on them. Let's just make it simple. Someone cheated on them in their last relationship. So I'm going to know that this person is probably going to be a little extra paranoid. They're going to be looking at certain details. Mm -hmm. So maybe what that means is that I show my cards more. With this person, I really like them. I want them to feel safe and like they can trust me and I want to build that. Good word. And yeah. so I'm going to I'm going to show my cards a little bit more to this person because of what they have just been through. Yeah. Instead of playing off of what they've been through and trying to manipulate it and, you know, get them in some whirlwind. Yeah. Right? Or especially if you're talking about, like, someone's childhood history or their attachment history, mm -hmm. messing with that, it's like, that is, it's like, that is beyond abusive to me. And if you're not ready to be sensitive to those types of things, then you're not ready to be in a relationship. Go work on yourself. Yeah. There are many therapists <laughs> yeah, out there. Yeah, it's like, because we all bring our, like, our unique stories to a table and we're all going to carry it. So if you, or, or let's say if I expect someone to, like, be very sensitive to my stuff, then I need to know that I need to be sensitive to other people's stuff too. That might mean that I need to be more attuned or to be more empathetic or to 
understand that I don't want to tread on something that I shouldn't be treading on. And that is a sign that you're ready for a relationship with a human being. It's like lessons in relatedness. Relatedness 101 with (laughs) Professor Lois. I mean, seriously, seriously, this whole idea of like, I'm going to, I am going to, you you know, mess with your inner child. And I picked you because your inner child had already been messed with. Yeah. That is just like adding insult to injury. That's mm-hmm. like taking someone's scar and reopening it to right. create a deeper wound right. to make them trust the world less than maybe they right. already do. And they probably don't trust the world. If there, there's often good reason, right? If someone is distrusting or whatever. And I just, I can't help but think about like, well, what does that actually like look like when you do that? Like in the house, let's say you're living with this person in the house every day with somebody who feels this way. It makes your world feel just as anxious and scared because you're experiencing that. Right. You know what I mean? Like you are in the presence of somebody who's like really feeling badly. Right. Instead of like being able to support and listen and be kind and be careful and right in a way that it actually uplifts and you feel that spirit and you feel uh, healing. Like right. when you are part of someone's healing, it's the best feeling. Like when you know that you really help someone get to a better place, that's the stuff that makes hearts sing, right? Yeah. You know, in, in the art of seduction, he really, you know, he's talking here about bringing someone back to a place of vulnerability and seducing them there. So kind of like finding the inner child and maybe you act as if you're the better attachment figure or whatever, but you're doing it, you're going back to a really vulnerable place. And even if you play a different role, right, or you play a role in a certain way that makes the other person fall for you, when you're doing it manipulatively, you've gone and you've like, you've gone to the most sensitive place, you've mucked around with it. Maybe it temporarily feels good to you or even to the other person. But if your ultimate aim is that you're going to drop them, then you are going to do significant long-term harm yeah. to that person. Yes, You will. You just will. Versus what Lois is saying here is how healing relationships can be. You know, there's a whole concept in, in psychology that people don't talk about a lot. Um, you know, it's in the attachment classification world. You know, people can, you know, depending on how their early relationships go, people can fall into one of two categories. They can be securely attached or insecurely attached. And the insecurely attached group has different subcategories, right? But the idea is, at least in my profession as a therapist, that we can move, help people move from being insecurely attached to being securely attached. We can do that. You know, if you want to like label it, they become, they go from insecurely attached to having what's called earned security. They've like now through relatedness moved into a place where they can trust people better, where they can feel good about themselves in the presence of others. They're not so crushed. Be that person. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Obviously. Or don't mess with someone. If you can't be that person and you don't want to go that deep, don't don't go that deep. Yes. Then don't. It's fine. You don't have to. But if you're going to muck around in there, you better be doing it for good. And be ready. Be like, be ready. Be ready. Okay. 18. Stir up the transgressive and taboo. Well, create some sparks. Okay. Yeah. Like, I mean, this whole idea of like the transgressive and taboo, I mean, that can be, you know, bring some eroticism. If if both people are in agreement and you want to have some sparks flying around, there's nothing wrong yeah, with that. That can be one of the rules. Right. 
Have some, you know, you can have some sparks. Okay. It doesn't have to be like harmful. 19, use spiritual lures. You know, so he's like, okay, I'm going to like try to be, have a transcendental experience with you so you understand that I am just so great because I brought you here. <laughs> some kind of Give like me a break. Whatever, Robert Greene. <laughs> I guess you got turned down a whole lot. <laughs> or how about just like go deeper, really go deeper. Go deeper. Go deeper. No, it feels good. Right. And you can learn what someone's beliefs are. Yeah. Their belief Uh system, the way they see the world, what is their worldview or their inner philosophy? How do they frame things? How do they look at life? It's really hard to be in any type of relationship when you know that your worldview is so different. Uh, Next one. Uh, Mix pleasure with pain. Or don't. Unless both people are into that, <laughs> you yeah. know, like you don't need to be sadistic. Right. And I, I was thinking about like pain is a natural indicator that there needs to be some healing. So don't be afraid of pain. Well, he's also saying create pain. Yeah, no, right? that's what, right? exactly it's, what it's he's saying. It's not even, it's, it's, it's like, like create the pain and then mix it with pleasure instead of be open to someone's hurt parts and find ways to help with that. Yeah, it's like I I remember being in a situation where somebody said something so hurtful to me in the same time where like serving, like giving me, like helping me with something, right? It was like the act was really kind, but they were saying something totally mean. So it was weird. I didn't even know how to like process it. And again, it's like going back to this, guy he keeps talking about stirring confusion but that's what that like is psychologically doing right it's causing uh the confusion to like want it this blah, per, i don't even know yeah blah, you know blah, blah. you know in 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 my profession i have studied a lot like i spent have spent a lot of time understanding different character types you know when i first went to grad school i, I went in um to work in a personality lab you know, because I was really interested in different types of personalities. That was sort of the, the, the focus in clinical psychology that I wanted to have. And so I have kind of continued that in my career. And I've learned a whole lot about different character types. And I work with someone who's a world expert in this. And she will talk about a particular type of character um, who is paranoid. If someone is a kind of a tendency toward paranoia in terms of the way of relating to the world, you know, they're like looking over their shoulder Right. It doesn't mean they're clinically paranoid in a severe way, but just sort of like generally kind of distrustful. She will say, this mentor of mine will say that that comes from a history of being someone having instilled a feeling in you. Like I make you feel a certain kind of way and then I accuse you of having the feeling. So I say something mean to you. I make you cry and then I call you a crybaby. Oh my goodness. That creates paranoia. Right. And when someone has been through those kinds of situations over and over again throughout their lives, maybe with, you know, early caregivers or whatever, you know, and like that's what you're talking about, right? Mm -hmm. That there's this mixture. Mm -hmm. And that is a very, very confusing place. Mm -hmm. And it creates a paranoid dynamic within someone. And we don't want that anymore. No. We want less of that. Yeah. Less of that. Because then more trust. Because what ends up happening is when that is like the norm, you end up walking on eggshells all the time and you can't just dance through life in a way that like you really dance to your heart singing, whatever. Okay, next one. Give them space to fall. 
the pursuer is pursued. Give them space to be themselves. Yeah, how about that? And be there to support them if they do fall. Right. Like, let's, like, sure. Like, it's a wonderful thing to give someone a little bit of room for self-expression and to know, to come to know the other person as they are, as they experience themselves, to respect their subjectivity and know that they are different from you. And that's where the fun is. Right. Right? Definitely. Next one. Here we go. Um, Use physical lures. Mm. What do you think? I mean, I think that it's important to understand how you feel in your body and to embrace being sensual. Yeah, be sensual. Mm-hmm. Right? It's it's like that doesn't have to be a lure that you're going to try to captivate someone and bewitch them and manipulate them. But sure, like have some sensuality. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Don't use it against somebody. Use it use it to connect with someone you know that kind of sensuality or whatever even innuendo it does engage the mind of the other person but that can be really that can be really great if it's mutual and again in a done in a way that's honest that's right yeah okay 23 master the art of the bold move so before it's like a bold move puts you in a spot and then you gotta like you're kind of in a spot that you have to decide and he's using the bold move to like pigeonhole somebody and just doing what you want. Just grab them and kiss them or whatever he's saying. Like make this kind of bold physical move. And listen, you know, there is something about that, you know, that can feel exciting, but it has to be mutually agreed upon. And also no will always mean no. No, you can have a bold move, but no means no. So if you start a bold move on someone and they're like, yo, not for me. Yeah. You got to respect that. That's right. Right? And yep. maybe even it, it also would be okay to have a bold move be something like can I kiss you? That's a pretty bold move. It doesn't have to be that I just grab you and do what I want. You know, that's mm-hmm. a little rapey and scary. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. All right. And our last our last rule here is beware of the after effects. So Robert Greene kind of describes this as if you know it's not going to work, ghost them ghost them because it's better just to make a clean break instead say goodbye right say goodbye what's so hard about that yeah, or like i mean also it's like what you were saying about a little bit ago about people's attachment histories you don't know you really don't know if people are coming to the table with abandonment issues exactly or like what actually is you don't know enough you might not know enough about them and maybe even you do know that You don't know what someone's holding. Give them the respect to not only have a conversation, an audible conversation. Not a text conversation. But to say goodbye. Right. Right. That you can say, listen, this isn't working out for me. Right. Not everything's going to work. But this idea that I'm going to get you all, I'm going to get involved with you. I'm going to stir up feelings. I'm going to be seductive, all this stuff. And then I'm going to just drop you. Like when you do that to someone, if they don't have abandonment issues already, you just made them happen. You just made that the thing now that they're going to lead with, with the next person. So the next person they're going to, you know, the next person might, might be a nice guy, right? So you're some guy and you go through this whole art of seduction and then you just drop the woman, you just drop her. So now there's another guy who comes along and he's a good guy and he actually, maybe he does some of these same things. Maybe he brings the chocolates, but that's because he genuinely likes her. And she's like, hmm, I don't know. I don't know about that. 
right? And so she's approaching with all this caution, if at all, and maybe never even trust that, right? And it just kind of perpetuates a really bad cycle. And what about like, what about the well-meaning guys though too, right? Even the well-meaning guys. This happened to me not too long ago. Oh? Yeah. So well, well, let's call him well-meaning guy. Well-meaning guy writes well-meaning text and leaves no room for anyone else's experience but his own. Meaning that he he sort of ends the... Yes. He says, you know, look, this isn't going to work out. Right, right, right. And in a very (laughs) well-meaning Mr. Well-meaning. You know, I got got on the phone with my buddy and I was telling him about it and he's like, well, oh my goodness. So this person wasn't straightforward enough, wasn't hard enough, or wasn't strong enough to pick up the phone and just call you and talk to you. You know what this guy is? You know what Mr. Well-meaning guy is? He's an overcooked, mushy, limp noodle. Mm -hmm. And it was the (laughs) most freeing thing that I ever heard because now I have like a visual context to like give this person's actions. And then it also made me feel like, well, the importance of healthy communication and listening to listening to each other's voices on equal footing, even if it's not going to work out, mm-hmm. gives somebody dignity. It gives somebody kindness. It's a gift you can give them. Right. I mean, especially if you've, you know, again, if you have spent time getting to know someone and talking about making like fun little future plans with them. I mean, I've been through this too. Someone who's like, you know, really like stirring up the fantasies, trips we could take, what all this stuff. And then it either ends because they disappear or it ends like what you're saying in a text message. I mean, I'm sorry, but that is some, that is like some chicken behavior going on there. Yeah. Like yeah. it is a little bit like wet, soggy, limp noodle. Yeah. Like that nobody wants, you don't want it. It's like, you anyway, don't want that. Like, why would I even want that? I don't want to touch <laughs> that. It's like, it's, it's like mushy slime. Yeah. But then I also got to choose how I responded to it because I was just like, this is, you know, my like, eyes were like way in the back of my like head. Literally, like, literally, oh you can't, you can't right. even call. Okay. You can't even you know, call. And I like, you know, oh, that's so, you know, I understand. You know, like I, I felt like I like blessed him with a little gift of not being a jerk back. Right. It's sort of like if what you want to do is leave, I'm going to let you. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, whatever. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right. Have y'all seen Lois? Because, you know, she's not going to have any problems. <laughs> No, I don't know. It's just, but the, the I was so thankful. That's a shout out to Sean. Oh my goodness, yeah, the overcooked, limp, mushy noodle, perfect. I hope that that's a gift to everyone who's ever been ghosted or broken up with over text. I I just want you just to really, really visualize that. It is really nice. It is that level. <laughs> really it, nice feeling. Right. It is that level of like, like softness or there's something yeah. in it that is just really not strong. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That it's like as weak as a limp noodle because yeah. yuck, like nobody yeah. wants that. And so yeah. if you're in a situation where you want, you know, it's not working out or someone's not what you want, it's not what you're looking for. It's okay to let the person know that. Like that, again, you can end a relationship with your own dignity and respecting the dignity of the other person. Yeah. And it's not, you know, I guess a text goodbye is better than no goodbye. 
That, but, I mean, I guess so, yeah. But, yeah. but really, especially if there's been some investment, a phone call is where it's at. Because in a phone call, there can be two people, yeah. right? You can say what's con- true. Just a conversation, yeah. even like, I mean, an actual conversation. And I and when we go through these like things and we're thinking about Robert Greene's book, The Art of Seduction, and all these like little things that we've been talking about today, honestly, it's all about every single part of this touches on healthy communication. And yep. I know it's hard sometimes. I know it's hard to be a good communicator, but the only way you can become a better communicator is practicing yep. trying your best. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, I really agree because healthy communication where you're really expressing yourself in a way that's honest creates trust that creates good relationships, even if it doesn't work out with this yeah. person. Yeah. That is a thing yeah. then that, you know, what do you want to contribute to the world? Yes, do you want exactly. to contribute distrust and paranoia right. and more harm and attachment problems? Right. right. Or would you yeah. rather be someone who cultivates respect and cultivates honesty and cultivates yeah. trust? Right. Because you're a trustworthy, honest person. Respectful and you, person, and then you've got your own dignity. And yeah, then when you're exactly. on your deathbed, you can be proud of like what you did instead yeah, of like, oh yeah, God, yeah. look at how I treated all those people, and I yeah. probably did harm. Yeah, why do harm? You don't yeah. have to do harm. No, you don't. Talking about saying goodbye, I just want to say goodbye. Goodbye, Germantown. Thank, Thank you for you. listening. Thank you. Thank you. Go to the everydayfeminist.com. Check it out. Connect with us socially email us talk to us and what and would be us. really great is if you guys everybody shared shared it around because we're really trying to you know we're trying to help help right we <laughs> want to create we're we want to help. do some like, help <laughs> right we want to like you know we we want to start to help people heal their own relationships mm-hmm. and you know ultimately you know it'd be nice to live in a society where people felt good and dignified and That's trustworthy. Right. That's right. All right. Well, we'll see you next week. Take care, Germantown. Bye. Bye.